Amen. Would you open a Bible with me to the Old Testament book of 1 Samuel? If you will meet me, please, in 1 Samuel chapter 12 in your Bibles. You will be ready to follow along with us this morning. While you're turning there, let me echo the welcome that has already been issued. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for the way that you have sung out together this morning. His name alone is exalted. His glory is to be exalted. And it has been our privilege as men and women created in His image to join in the rest of creation even as Psalm 148 and that great hymn that we have just sung calls all of us to do. Bringing the best. I appreciate Roger's good work last Sunday morning introducing our focal point for 2024. What a wide variety of ways, if the Lord wills, we have the opportunity over the course of the next 12 months in sermons and in Bible classes and in small group settings and podcasts and a wide variety of avenues to fix our eyes on this great ideal of bringing the best. I'm going to do my best this morning to confine myself and and our attention really to just one small idea attached to that. But I hope by the time we are done in God's Word, you will see that it is a cornerstone of everything. In fact, there are echoes of it on that verse that is on the back of that truck that, Lord willing, we will see over and over and over again throughout 2024. There are a variety of ways to think about doing all to the glory of God. That's what I would like to think with you about this morning. But I would like to approach it maybe from a a slightly different angle. It is a thoroughly biblical angle. We see it over and over and over again in both Old and New Testaments. And and if there is one phrase that I hope you take away from our time together this morning, it is this phrase, for the sake of His name. There is one phrase that I would love to keep at the forefront of my own mind and And heartily encourage you to keep at the forefront of your mind throughout this God-given week. That's, That's the phrase. For the sake of His name. If your Bible is open there to 1 Samuel chapter 12, would you just consider the, the smallest of samplings of how often our attention is drawn to that glorious ideal. For the sake of His great name. It is among Samuel's last recorded words. Last judge in Israel. The bridge between eras of judges and 
kings. And in 1 Samuel chapter 12, he is giving his farewell address. If there are any things that he would have these descendants of Abraham to really remember and keep at the forefront of their minds. It's right here in 1 Samuel 12. And I just want to look near the end of it in verse 19 of 1 Samuel chapter 12. As the people say to Samuel, having heard his farewell address, pray. Would you pray for us? Pray for your servants to Yahweh your God that we may not die. For we have added to all our sins this evil to ask for ourselves a king. They, they wanted to be like the nations around them. And they have seen in Samuel's farewell words, we're not living up to the ideal that the God who brought our forefathers into this land gave to us. And so would you pray, Samuel, we've been headed in the wrong direction for a while. Listen to his response in verse 20. Do not be afraid. You have done all this evil. Yet do not turn aside from following the Lord, but serve the Lord with all your heart. Sounds a lot like the farewell address of Moses. Do not turn aside after empty things that cannot profit or deliver. For they are empty. For the Lord, verse 22, will not forsake his people. But would you notice with me this morning, that is not where his thought ends. You need to love the Lord with all your heart. Don't turn aside to empty things. Know this, the Lord will not forsake his people for his great name's sake. Because it has pleased the Lord to make you a people for himself. Think about the power of that idea. You can be the people of God. You can be the people of the God who does not forsake his people. But you need to understand what God is doing, God is doing for the sake of his name. Don't forget that, Samuel said. Go with me to the most famous psalm in all of the Bible, Psalm 23. How much comfort we gain from the beautiful words of the young man appointed by Samuel to be the next king in Israel, a, a man after God's own heart. How comforting to read at times in, in the most difficult circumstances of life. Psalm 23 verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leaves me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness. But notice with me this morning, that's not where the thought ends. 
Yes, God is the good, the perfect shepherd. Yes, he will not forsake his people. Yes, he knows what is right. And he is able to lead his people in what is right. Why does he do it all? For his name's sake. It's not just about me. It's not just about you. It's not primarily about me. And it's not primarily about you. It is all for the sake of His name. Go with me a few pages later to Psalm 31. It is all over the book of Psalms. Psalm 31 verse 3. Speaking to God. You are my rock and my fortress. What a powerful, inspiring, confidence-giving idea. God, you are my rock. God, you are my fortress. Why is that available to every single human being this morning? Well, it is for the sake of His Name, that he leads people and guides people. When it comes to deliverance and atonement for sins, Psalm 79 verse 9, the prayer is, Help us, O God of our salvation. But this is the way we ought to think, even when we are asking God for help. Even as I ask God for help, how I'm being nudged away From making this about me. Help me, God, God of my salvation, for the glory of your name. It is perfectly good and and right, encouraged to pray things like, deliver us, atone for our sins. What I would love from the very beginning of 2024 to get as as lenses for all of our prayers, all of our, our sermons, our classes, all of our efforts individually, whatever it is that we do, in good times and in bad. When we feel like the, the sails of our spiritual boats are, are full of of the wisdom and the power of God, and when it feels like we're absolutely stuck and in danger of being lost, whatever it is, God, would you help us? Would you deliver us? Would you even atone for our sins? For the sake of your name. Psalm 115, verse 1, not to us, O Lord, a great way of summarizing the idea. Not to us, but to your name give glory for the sake of your steadfast love and your faithfulness. Would you go with me to the New Testament book of Romans chapter 1? Let's let's establish the fact. This is not just an Old Testament poetic way of thinking about a relationship with God. If you're following along with our daily Bible reading schedule just two days ago, you walked with us through Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1, verses 1 through 6, I believe may be one of the greatest sentences ever written. 
We understand that it's an old sentence, but it's not simply coming from the mind of this man we know as the Apostle Paul. We understand it is the Holy Spirit of God that is carrying this man along as he writes maybe the greatest letter ever written. It is the Spirit of God who preserves this for us so that you and I can read the introduction of this profoundly amazing letter even this morning. Would you begin reading with me in verse 1? Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, concerning his son, who was descended from David according to the flesh and was declared to be the Son of God in power according to the Spirit of holiness by His resurrection from the dead. Jesus Christ, our Lord, through whom we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith. In many ways, the Apostle Paul has summarized Genesis all the way through the book of Acts. And the sentence isn't even done yet. But would you notice with me, so much good news there. So so many weighty things to to anchor our identities and our our senses of, of purpose to. But would you notice the why behind it all? Why did God do all of that? For the sake of his name. Among all the nations. Including you who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. John. John speaks up and says, that's why I wrote what I wrote. I'm writing to you little children because your sins are forgiven. For his name's sake. Jesus, in the last book of the Bible, as as he writes to saints in Ephesus, he says, I know you're enduring patiently and bearing up for my name's sake. And you've not grown weary. How do we take that profound idea that shows up from cover to cover In God's Word. This profound idea that is attached to so many of the most profound summary statements or calls to to praise in all of the Bible. How can I take this grand idea? How can you on this, this first full week of 2024 as it stretches out in front of us? How can we take this enormous idea that is written into the very DNA of the universe and make it personal this week? Could I give you five simple ideas to carry out of this building with you? Number one, your life is not about you. Over and over and over again, if the Lord wills, we, we will see this graphic reminding ourselves throughout the year of this focal point, this call to bring the best 
And we'll explore that, Lord willing, in a wide variety of ways. What, what that looks like individually, what that looks like as families in our homes, what, what that looks like as a congregation, what that looks like out in the community as the salt of the earth and the light of the world. We'll explore every dimension that we possibly can throughout 2024 of that idea. But every time you see this graphic, could I encourage you to read that verse on the back of that truck? It's 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31. Whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Whether you're in school or going to work tomorrow or you're retired, do all to the glory of God. Whether you live at home with your parents or you're living in your very first apartment or this is your last day of this winter break and you're headed off to school somewhere? Are you fully plan on leaving here and grabbing something to eat and, and going to your own home that you paid off a long time ago? Do all to the glory of God. Whether you hear what's going on in the world through newspapers or cable news, or social media, interact with all of that through and to the glory of God. Whether you are in town or out of town this week, do it all to the glory of God. Whether you work with one person, or you work all by yourself, or you'll be surrounded by thousands and thousands of people this week, do all to the glory of God. Whether you work in a kitchen where no one can see you, or you work on the highest level of the tallest building around, do it all to the glory of God. Whether you eat or you drink, whatever you do, understand your life is not about you. 2024 is not about you. And it's not about me. You figure out some way this week to buy time on Amazon or Walmart.com or wherever it is and, and we can maybe tweak that a little, but you understand, don't you, the time that we have, we didn't come up with. The time that we have, whether it is very short or very long, we didn't manufacture. There isn't some button that I can hit to pause it. There isn't some button I can hit to fast-forward it. There isn't some button I can hit 
to rewind it. It's given to me by my Creator. Who created everything for the sake of His name. And so the Apostle Paul, with help of the Spirit, writes in Colossians 3 verse 17, Whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. Giving thanks to God the Father through Him. In verse 23, whatever you do, work heartily. You work as if you are working for the Lord. This isn't about you. It's not about your personal empire. It's not. It's bigger than your, your, your plans. Bigger, far bigger, abundantly beyond all that you and I can possibly imagine. It's all for the sake of His name. And so let's not work for ourselves. Let's not simply work for other human beings. Let's know as we work that from the Lord we will receive an inheritance as a reward. We are serving the Lord Christ. Go with me to Ephesians chapter 3. My life isn't about me. 2024 is not about me. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ most certainly does not revolve around me. Let's listen in to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 7, where the Apostle Paul writes, Of this gospel I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was given me by the working of His power. To me, though I am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of of Christ. That's what this is about. And to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things. Why did he create all things? For the sake of his name. So that through the church the manifold wisdom of God. What is the church to be all about? Making known. Making clear. Pointing the attention of hearts created in His image to the manifold wisdom of God. Everyone needs to know that. Rulers, authorities in the heavenly places, everyone needs to understand. And the church is His appointed vehicle to point people to His wisdom. Verse 20 of the same chapter, this was, a, or verse 11, this was according to the eternal purpose that he has realized in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in him. Verse 12, verse 20, great summary of the entire idea. To him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work in us. What were the promises? He won't forsake his people. He leads his people in paths of righteousness. He's the perfect guide. He's willing to deliver, able to atone for our sins. How desperately we need to get at the forefront of our minds when it comes to his church. Not to us, O oh Lord. Not to us, but to your name. Give glory. There is an any person 
who should ever stand behind this pulpit and make it about themselves. It is not a demonstration of what any human being among us can do. It is to be a celebration of what Christ Jesus has already done. It's all about Him. In our Bible classes, let's not make it about ourselves. It's not about us. It is about His manifold wisdom. To Him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. You turn a page or two before to Ephesians 1. We can make it even more personal. This local church family at Charlestown Road is not first and foremost about me or about you. Listen to how the Apostle Paul writes to a local church in Ephesus, Ephesians 1, verses 5 and 6, how, how God had predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of his will. Why was there a church in Ephesus? Well, it was so people could be saved. True. Why was there a church in Ephesus? So that people could have their sins atoned for. True. Why was there a church in Ephesus? So that people could be delivered from, from, from the, the greatest haunting things in life. And in many ways that's true, but we still haven't hit rock bottom. Why was there a church in Ephesus? Why have churches assembled all over this planet? Why have we assembled? May we never lose sight. This is the why to the praise of of His glorious grace, with which He has blessed us in the Beloved. Verse 11, in Him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of Him who works all things according to the counsel of His will, so that we who were the first to hope in Christ it's much bigger than so that we would have people to hang out with, it's much bigger than it's so that we would have a place to go on the first day of every week. So much bigger than so that I will have someone who tells me exactly what I want to hear so that I, I leave feeling good about myself. It's a whole lot bigger than me and you and all of us put together. It's all about the praise of His glory. Just in case we missed it in the sentence before, he repeats it for us in the next two. In him you also, when you heard the word of the truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, you were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it. But you see, this is bigger than making sure I, I'm at peace with my past. This is bigger than... I don't have to fear what's in the future. This is so much bigger than I get to go to heaven when I die. It's, it's not about me and it's not about you. It is all to the praise of His glory. And yet, God so loved you that He gave His only Son. for you and for all. 
Look at the verses in between. Ephesians 1, verses 7 and 10. To help us see the point. Look at the highlighted words. Look at how the point is made. In Him, we have redemption. Through His blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of His grace, which He lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of His will according to His purpose, which He set forth in Christ. It's a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in Him. Things in heaven and things on earth. My life is not about me. 2024 is not about me. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ does not revolve around me. This local church family at Charlestown Road is not first and foremost about me. And yet God so loved me, he so loved you, that he gave his own son for us all. Heaven gave the best. And now we are being called to bring the best. And so could I ask you, even as I ask myself, for what will I live this week? We, we all understand what it is to be enthusiastic for something. Steve was kind enough to let me tag along last night to Bloomington, Indiana. I saw a small handful of block O's I even saw a block M. I didn't see a block P last night. I saw whole thousands and thousands of IU logos. People who knew what they were going to do last night. People who unashamedly said, we are here for the sake of. Made it abundantly clear. I want you to hear me loud and clear. I, I loved getting to spend time with a couple of my brothers last night. I, I, I love getting to spend opportunities like that. But how desperately, even as we enjoy the fleeting, temporary, largely empty thing. Remember Samuel's counsel. Don't turn to empty things and build your lives there. How sad to live and breathe for the glory of a college basketball team or a college football team or a, a job or a house or retirement or another vacation. Whether you eat or you drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. As we sing this invitation song, could I take you one more time back to Romans chapter 1? Such a powerful summary. If you haven't read that, I'd encourage you to do that today and read Romans chapter 2 right along with us tomorrow. 
But if I could summarize this, maybe one of the greatest sentences ever written. God set apart certain men as apostles to make good news known. The Holy Scriptures are full of prophecies that point to the coming of God's own Son. Jesus was a fleshly descendant of David, the great king of Israel. But even greater than that, Jesus was declared to be the Son of God by his resurrection from the dead. And if in fact Jesus' grave is empty and he has been raised from the dead, he is both Lord and Christ. Paul and others like him received grace and apostleship sent by the resurrected Son of God as ambassadors with a message that everyone needs to hear. Those ambassadors shared this message, the good news of God, in order to bring about the obedience of faith in men and women of all nations. And when ordinary men and women respond to the call of the gospel, they are reconciled to their creator. They are made to belong to Jesus Christ. The name of God is glorified. Why are you here? Where did you come from? What is it all about? Where are you going? What is most important? Is there any purpose to be found? Is there some way that, that, that we could take that grand sentence and boil it down into one simple answer? What does your creator want to bring about in your life and the lives of everyone you know? The obedience of faith. For the sake of his name. And if you are ready and willing to render that obedience to him this morning. That's why we're here. And however loud any collection of human beings can ever cheer at a field goal or a, a three point shot. It absolutely holds no candle to the rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents. We want you to be able to leave here saying this morning, this is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. If you don't know what to do, let's talk about it. If you're ready to respond to the invitation and, and you're ready to repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, as was first preached in Acts 2, we can do that right here and right now. If we can pray with you or for you for the sake of his name. Would you let us know how we can help you by coming to the front while we stand and sing.